Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Today on the podcast, we head over to Chicago's Chinatown neighborhood. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. It's time for a series that we're running this summer called What's That Building? Chicago Icons. Now, we recently covered the Wrigley Building, and soon we'll discuss Frank Lloyd Wright's Roby House in Hyde Park. But today we're bringing you the history behind the Chinatown Gate on Wentworth, just south of Cermak. I was joined by architecture sleuth Dennis Rotkin, and this time we did our interview on the streets. Hope you enjoy. All right, so Dennis, we are out and about in Chinatown on a very beautiful day. We're just southwest of the Loop. And we are standing across the street from the Chinatown Gateway. But I do have to ask, because Gateway, that isn't exactly the right description, is it? It's not anymore. So in 1975, when it was built, that was the entrance to Chinatown. Everything sort of stretched from there south on Wentworth. But our Chinatown has grown so much that now the gate is more like sort of a centerpiece because there's... A whole lot of Chinatown north of the gate. There's a lot west of the gate. There's not much east because of the CTA tracks. But in a sense, that's the center, the icon of Chinatown, without being the actual entrance to Chinatown. And it's actually beautiful. I I don't know if I told you this before, but this is actually my first time seeing it this close. I've driven by really quickly before, but I'm noticing some details I hadn't seen before for the first time. Like the, the gold bits at the top and the trimming and... I'm noticing how it really blends with the building that it's next to. What can you tell me about that? Well, it's sort of interesting because the gate, again, built in 1975, is derived from actual Chinese architecture. An architect named Peter Fung designed it. And in articles about, about the gate when it was first opened, he said, you know, I thought I would do something really contemporary, which is very hard to imagine. Um, And he said, but I was talked out of that. And he designed this based on actual gates in China. Um, Unfortunately, he died a few years later, but his name is on the gate. And the reason I say it's interesting that you would point that out is next door is the older center of Chinatown, now known as the Pui Tak building, but it was the An Leong building um, when it was built in the 1920s. And it's not exactly Chinese. It's sort of Chinese-ish. It was done uh, by two white architects who uh, had not been to China. And and what you read it described as is orientalizing as opposed to actual oriental architecture of the period. It's beautiful, It's but it, it has that sort of exotic storybook version of China. So it's sort of interesting to see the two next to each other. The gate by that has actual authenticity, yeah. that has roots in China and was designed by a Chinese American architect uh, in the 70s, versus a building designed in the 1920s for Chinatown by people who were not Chinese. So you know what, Dennis? I really feel like, again, like I said, this is my first time really looking at this stuff up close, and I feel like I need to dig further and get some historical background. Oh. 
All right, so Dennis, now we have crossed the street. We are on the other side of the Chinatown Gateway, and we're actually standing right in front of the Poitok Building, which is right next to the Gateway. And just a moment ago, you were contrasting the authenticity of how the Chinatown Gateway was built versus this center. Can you explain a bit more? Well, so Chinatown has moved down here in 1912, which we're going to talk about later. And then in the mid-20s, An Liang, the, the primary group that was organizing Chinatown, once essentially a headquarters building, and uh, an architecture firm who's done buildings in the Park District and other places, designs this building to look to Chicagoans as if it's Chinese. So you get the pagodas on top. But you also get, you know, we've got all this polychromatic terracotta. It's all very nice, and it looks exotic, and you can sort of see lilies. But any of these tiles could be on almost any other terracotta building it in the city. It doesn't quite give me Chinatown right? when I look at it. Well, the gate with the dragons on top and the gold lettering and that sort of thing, it really does. It does, I mean, it has steel legs while the, this is made of stone, so this feels a little bit older. This the the one I'm calling inauthentic feels a little bit older. Right. But I think the gate feels more Chinese. It and does. again it's by an, uh, by a Chinese architect. It makes perfect sense. So just so I'm clear, this gateway, Dennis, the fact that it's not a gateway to something, is that because the original Chinatown wasn't actually in this location? Yes, we're actually about two miles south of where Chinatown was. It was in the loop. It was on Clark Street around Van Buren. If you pass through there, you see some older buildings, but they primarily come later. Uh, You also see the triangular jail. But Chinatown was there from the 1870s. The first stores, first Chinese-owned stores in Chicago opened in 1873 and 1874. And those storekeepers brought over relatives from San Francisco and from China, and it develops into a Chinatown in the 1870s through 1912 when Chinatown moved here. Why did it move? Well, that's in part because uh, downtown is growing and rents are rising, but also because Chinatown, not only in Chicago, but in other cities in America, came to be thought of as a place where gambling and prostitution and those kinds of things were done. There was some, there wasn't as much as it was reputed to be, but uh, essentially, let's get a fresh start and move out. And so the uh, in 1912, 50 merchants moved from that Clark and Van Buren area to this neighborhood. And so our Chinatown has been here since 1912. This was called New Chinatown. That was called Old Chinatown until it sort of dissipated. It's funny the details you can see when you're even closer to the gateway. What am I seeing at the very top there, Dennis? Are those animals? Yeah, I think you're seeing uh, a rooster, a cat. Wow. Dragons. I believe there are frogs. I think that's a frog over there. That's right, yeah. That is a frog. So, Sasha, there's another detail on the gate. It's temporary. It's a banner, but uh, it advertises this dragon boat race that's coming in late June, on June 24th, from Ping Tom Park, which is another great piece of Chinatown. Uh, It's just a few blocks north of where we are. It's named for a leader of Chinatown, Ping Tom. And it has... So the transition was made to trying to be more authentically Chinese. There are standing stones in the landscape there. There are red gates and and, uh, fences that are done in a Chinese style. So that you... There's a pagoda there. So that you feel much more of that feeling that this is a 
Chinese American place than that this is an orientalized place like the Puitak building. From Pingtown Park, you can launch a kayak. The kayak launch just reopened recently. Wow. Um, paddle up into the city from there. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to have to check that out later. But first, we've got to go take a look at something that shows a little bit more about the expansion of Chinatown over the years. So, Sasha, we walked about six blocks west from that gate, and we're at 88 Marketplace, which is new. It opened during COVID, opened just a few years ago. But the idea is Chinatown has grown so much over the years that... It has now jumped the river. We crossed the south branch of the Chicago River. So when we left the gate, one of the things we passed was new Chinatown. Right. Um, Old Chinatown is where we were standing on one side of the gate. And as we passed Chinatown Square, a mall that was built, an outdoor mall that was built years later, that's how you start to see how the gate is really the center. And then it keeps growing and ends up jumping the river to where we are now. Yeah, I mean, and as we walked in, I couldn't help but notice, first of all, how cool this building is. I mean, from outside, I had no idea that this is what I was stepping into, right? It's like a huge marketplace, lots of grocery options here. I'm seeing shops, some clothing, restaurants. Tell us more about this building. Well, one of the things is now we've done away with any reference to Asia on the building, right? There's none of that. There are no dragons. There's nobody's version of China. And part of the reason, I think, is when you get inside, it's all China. It's all food from China. It's groceries, not just restaurants. So you don't quite have to have that um, external visitor experience that was happening over where we were before. Yeah, and in your story, to your point earlier, you talk about how many Chinatowns in other cities They've actually been shrinking, but of course that's not the case here in Chicago. So talk more about how the area just continues to develop. Yeah, well, so first let's go back to 1912 when Chinatown moves out of downtown. Our downtown, our loop area is growing and and the Chinese merchants feel pushed out for various reasons. And in a sense, that kind of protects Chinatown now because a lot of big city Chinatowns have been gentrified out of existence or they've just fallen into disuse because their neighborhoods right next to downtown this one got lifted up and moved remember those 50 merchants left in 1912 and came down here Um, and so then gentrification hasn't really pushed up against the edge plus chicago has been a center of immigration for chinese between the 1990 census and the 2010 census the chinese population of chicago more than doubled And a lot of the people who came and continue to come want to live near here for grocery stores like this, the one we're in, for the restaurants and and all the other amenities that come from living with other Chinese people. Okay, there's clearly there's a lot to choose from here, Dennis. I'm tell you what, I'm going to stick around and, you know, make a selection or two. But I know you've got a lot of buildings to explore, so I'm going to let you go. You're off the hook. Okay, that's great. I'm happy to. I love that we're doing these in person now. This is so much fun. So much better than being in a studio. Dennis Rodkin is a residential real estate reporter for Crane Chicago Business. This episode of Reset was produced by Andrew Merriweather and edited by Andrew and Ethan Schwab. And as you heard, I learned a ton about the Chinatown neighborhood and really enjoyed my adventure outside the studio with Dennis. So much that we're about to do it again. So catch our next episode of What's That Building? Icons in just a couple of weeks when we'll check out the famed Roby House in Hyde Park. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk again tomorrow.
Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.